Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Good morning, Bob. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and I'm playing Be Still Thy Soul to kind of start us all off in a positive light. I'm looking at the switchboard, and please let Micah know that I see him there. It truly will, we will be able to talk over this lovely song, but there's just something in the music and the harmony, even the singing behind us, that's wonderful. So tell me about Sedona. What's it like there this time? So it's, just as always, is, um, I just saw butterfly. Bob, I promise you, I cannot explain why. I cannot explain why, but this phone, that phone on on the radio program, for some reason, gives gaps. I listened last week, and there really were gaps. <laughs> it isn't me. <laughs> it's not working. I can't hear you. Okay. You? Let, me Let me try the other phone. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're going to listen to Be Still Thy Soul a bit. Oh, and there's Bob again now on a on a different number. Here he is. Hi, Bob. Hello. Can you hear me better? <laughs> Absolutely. I can hear you. I mean, it truly is hysterical. I listened to the show last week to see if I could get a sense of if there really were gaps. And uh, I promise you, it was like you would say a word and then it was just silent. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. It could be just the electronics. Uh, you know, I have, um, I cannot call in as a, um, when you were running the switchboard, I could not call in uh, to the 646 number on my Vonage phone. So I think that it may have its own little hiccups. But uh, it's good to hear you. So now I was asking about Sedona. Tell us about it. Oh, it's wonderful. It was. Hello? This is amazing. We're not getting Bob. How interesting. Bob, are you there? Yeah. Hello, Bob. <laughs> what did you say? It, you said, hello, Bob? Bob? Is this a Sedona thing, folks? <laughs> we, we had this once before. You know, my friends, that um, there's a story about Sedona that it is so high in energy from love that there's just about no one who can go there that doesn't somehow feel connected to love. The most devout... Um, most devout atheists can go there and they feel something. They can't call it love. They can't call it God, but they feel something. And that energy sometimes may interfere with reception. We're going to try Bob again. Hello, love. How are you? You? <laughs> can you hear me now? <laughs> I can hear you now. We're doing the commercial. Hopefully we'll get to keep hearing you because I know our friend Micah is calling from that area too and it's important we hear his story today. Isn't this right. amazing? You might want to might want to click over and see if you can, if we can hear if we can hear him or not. <laughs> I'm going to do that right now. Hello Micah, welcome. Welcome, good morning everyone. Can y'all hear me? I we can hear you both right now, <laughs> so we're going to believe that that's going to continue. And Micah, I'm going to leave you on the air um even though, uh, and feel free to chime in, um, we do have kind of a little bit of an organized interview that we're going to go through today, but for the beginning right now, uh, we're uh, going to do our standard stuff, which is talking about the weather, which is exquisite here in California. What about Sedona, guys? It's wonderful. The, uh, the Today is gorgeous. It rained yesterday. And as MJ described it, just everything seems so clean and fresh and just ready to 
to embrace everything that's out there today because it's a beautiful day here. Oh, and I think the key word is refreshing. It's that I think it's so refreshing, just cleaning, cleaning the city, cleaning the spirit, cleaning the soul of humankind. I mean, it's just a beautiful morning. It's great. You know, I was saying to our re- our listeners when we had that gap in Bob that uh, what's interesting about Sedona, and I know I've said on the air that it's not exactly my place that I desire to go for some reason, and I don't, I can't explain it. But every time I've even considered, I've ended up not going. So I'm just going to accept uh, the divine rule there. But um, the thing about Sedona, I have heard even from my friends who were questioning who went was that it affirmed for them. It just affirmed and opened up something that they didn't believe existed. And and so many people I come back I know who come back from Sedona come back spiritually awake. And maybe someday I will go. I'm not saying that's a forever thing. Sedona I'm not slamming you. It's just that I, I sense that Sedona is like Santa Fe for me. And so it's almost my soul home. And then the question is, why not just make the journey the rest of the way for me? It's also been refreshing around here. The leaves are sparkling and it's wonderful. So guys, um, what have you been doing during this time? Oh, we kind of, we went to Jerome yesterday, actually. And that... Uh, have some artwork there and we ran into some rain and kind of just hung out here and had it so have the uh, a little bit of the place that you took us hello Bob a little bit of reminded me a little bit of the town where Jerome does of the town where you took us Nevada City yes it reminds me of that somewhat yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, that's great. And so do you guys feel all spiritually alive? Aware? Oh, yeah, I always here. It's just so beautiful and so much energy from the from the earth here. Yeah. Yeah, we're listening right now to Anna Hot is Heaven. I thought we could use just a little bit of calming while we're all collecting ourselves from the telephone uh, debacle. I will tell you, folks... The thing about being live is you are live, <laughs> <You know? laughs> which is wonderful because life isn't perfect. It really isn't. So, Bob, what life lessons and, and messages have you brought home this week to yourself? You know, I just living in the moment, I think, is just so important in the lesson that I've had in the last, just since being sick is Hello? This is amazing. Bob? Bob? Mike, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. So what? Hey. what's your week been like? I think my week has been, during my journey experience with um, vacation and stuff, I think to me it's living in the moment, the present. Um, and I, I am getting to accept that instead of, I think, for us humans going on the path, we have to focus in the moment. And I share that with everyone because my sister, I just visited my family about a week ago after coming from Europe, our trip. I have not spoken to my sister for five years. And um, finally we met and we it was embrace our love unconditionally and not really focus what happened in the past. And I mentioned to my sister, let's live in the moment. So I think that's what I take the past week is um, living the present, living the moment. Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, how interesting that all three of us, we've lost Bob permanently here, uh, how interesting that all three of us have had um, experience living in the moment. Um, for me, I've had a reminder about the moment. I, I allowed myself to step off of the what I call the now train, where everything is right now, and uh, got pulled into the chaos of life. And finally, I thought, I can't live like this. This is too crazy. 
And I realized that no matter what it was that was bothering me, that the real solution to everything, everything, my friends, is starting from a platform of love, caring and love. Well, Micah, we, um, I don't know, we may have lost Bob permanently on this this time. Um, it might be the Sedona. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes it is. Yeah, which is interesting. I think you're right. It might I be the gods, right. like in like in Egypt, to call it the gods and the pharaohs and all that stuff. You know, it might yeah. be the gods in here in Arizona saying, "No, Bob, maybe Michael will talk today." <laughs> I, I think that's what I think that's it's what's Micah's happening. Time, huh? <laughs> Michael's leave time it, today. Leave it in the moment. Yeah, leave it in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, let's just embrace it. So Bob isn't here, so now we're kind of caught because uh-huh. normally at at this point we do do just kind of a centering exercise, and Bob is wonderful at it. He uses the Janelle Moon uh, books. You know, um, today let's just do a brief one, and um, I'll try to keep it brief because I want to leave most of our time to talk about about you, Micah, and Thank so... You're welcome. Thank you. So what I'm going to do, I will do the centering exercise and tell Bob I love him. I'm, I'm missing him. I'm going to use as background music so that it will be no longer than this piece of music because uh, I am long-winded, God knows. Um, and because we're going to be talking about such wonderful, wonderful things today, we're going to use uh, Lisa Lynn and George Tortorelli's uh, The Journey as our background, and uh, when that goes off, we're going to be moving toward our interview with Micah. So Lisa Lynn and George Tortorelli, yes, I do love them, folks. The journey is going to be behind us. Maybe it's going to be softer behind us. Let me soften it a little bit. I'm sorry, but uh, there we go. That Once again, we're back on live, and I don't have sophisticated... There we go, the journey. Because what we're going to be talking about today is Micah's journey. But each and every one of us have a journey. So what I'd like everyone to do is get themselves into a comfortable place. I like my feet flat on the ground, or at least the balls of my feet. It's as though I'm sitting in anticipation of unifying with love with God. And we're going to use as our passage for pulling us in and knowing we are enough, the passage that we studied on Friday in the meditation series. But let's first all start with three deep breaths. And I'd like you to close your eyes, and I want you to imagine that you breathe through your feet. Because the reality is our entire body breathes through everything. Our every cell in our skin breathes. So now you're going to breathe through your feet for long, 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 long breaths. Pulling the energy up, up through the front of your calves, across your thighs, joining your breath together. As you're breathing through your nose, you're coming to your spine, which is the divining rod, the antenna, the place that you can open up at the cap chakra and know you are enough. You are special to God to love. Your energy is there waiting to combine with you. And now let's blow that air out. And as you blow it out, let's remind yourself of something equally important. You are love. So now our first full breath, pulling the energy in, up. I am enough. Blowing out. I am loved. Pulling the energy in. Pulling love and the earth's energy in, pulling it in, 
it in at this time when you get to I am enough. I want you to open the top of your head. Imagine a giant hole opening. And imagine on the third breath, you begin unifying your energy. Your breath escapes through the top of your head and goes out and circles. Like in those lab circle thingies. I don't know what they're called, but they're like tubing. And it circles around and it circles and it refreshes. Just as they described in Sedona. And now it comes back into your body and you have an infusion of love. As you breathe out, I am loved. Now let's stretch our right arm out and feel the energy of all who are listening now and will come to listen later. Feel your palms ignite with the energy that we're sharing one to the other. Send love. Let's send love around our circle. And as you reach out your left arm, feel the infusion of love from all of the listeners who have just been transfused with love. And know that individually, each and every one of you, our synchronicity reflection of synchronicity because each and every one of us in this circle of love can make difference. We can start from a platform of love in our actions every day. We can lead with love truly. We can make a difference one at a time. And when we are challenged, we can step back and take the best of what there is and move forward. Now together, let us this day and every day reflect daily. Each day is a new day and offers a clean slate, a clean canvas. Take what is good from yesterday and leave the rest behind. Only then can you paint the divine masterpiece within you. The world is waiting, my friends. You are essential. Yes, you are essential. Behold the miracles from believing that. So, Micah, I'm so pleased to have you here today and to hear about your story. I know it comes. Oh, of course, of course. I know it comes in many kind of symptoms of the journey, but I I know that you've told me about when you were nine years old, and I'm not sure if nine years old is when you made the realization about the cross, but let's start with your being nine. And as you're talking, I may interrupt with questions, and I hope that's okay. And let's let's start about what happened at nine that opened you up and caused you to recognize you were different, that your heightened six senses were continuing on. Friends, let me tell you that I think every child that comes to this planet comes with heightened six senses. It's a security blanket that helps them move forward. It takes children who experience tough times through those tough times. And then there comes a point where society doesn't like invisible friends, and society doesn't like odd talk. And a friend of mine is a very good example of that. And we start shutting down and, and not wanting to pay attention to the messages that are coming to us from God. So, Micah, at nine, something happened to you that told you you weren't going to shut down. Am I right? Yeah. And between, I think I have a 
an experience with a seven-year-old and then a nine-year-old was another re- I guess just to reassure uh, me that start at the beginning. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think that you earlier in the meditation is challenging in life, and I think that was part of one of these challenges in life. Was you know, I would say to seven, um, the challenge for me physically was you know being sexually abused. And and then and that to me was probably the awakening of of a higher art perhaps because spiritual experience that I experienced and the message that I was given at the age of nine to reassure me that there was more to experience in life for me. There were more gifts in life. Not that I want to sound like well this experience that happened to me in flesh, being sexually abused, this is where you can compromise things in, in life or there's a gift because which is the suffering. But I think it was just part of my life journey. I think for me, I only speak for myself, is as I connect the spirit to the flesh, this is what I perhaps chose in my yeah, family. I think so. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think that's what I probably, uh, my spirit connected and said, this is what's gonna, what you can experience flesh and perhaps make you grow and, you know, and, and share with people not only what experience a challenge in life, but the gifts that you have to share. I always say this, if shame on me, the gifts that I've given in this earth going spiritually and not share them to people, to, they could implement those tools that I have or gifts, however you want to interpret that, to make uh, your life, um, prosperous your life, or just awakening perhaps the, the soul I do not have the answer, but I share those gifts with people. And that's good. You know, I I think it's interesting, two things. One is that it started when you were seven, because seven is really the magic age, I think, when most kids turn off. So uh, I think that, uh, so for you to go back to seven, you know, I thought, wow, okay, that affirms something that I've come to know. And, you know, Micah, the reasons that you were explaining here a moment ago is is why I don't say I have gifts. I say I have obligations. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they don't come without a price. Right. It's, you know, you've got something that you're going to give back to society. And, and there's almost... Um, there's a match to the journey, as you and I have talked uh, earlier this week. There's a match to the journey. You start getting things that cause you to reach out inside yourself. So now that's when you began awakening, was about seven, and you realized you were going to stay here in this physical body and that you were going to assume the gifts that you had been given and live them. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Okay, so now we move to the next thing. What what was your next thing that? Because uh, was there another? There was another event later in life, or did it start at seven and then wait till you were older? I think the other event was for me that I recalled was in my twenties. Um, had a vision. I had a major surgery, but I had the experience. I was really going to focus work in, in social service and, and medicine and. Years later, I worked for as a part of administration at, at hospice facility, in which I really and, and it was another uh, awakening arc for me to master that level of not only uh, working with people that are making the transition, but also having compassion for the flesh and for me, basically for the me to understand really death. What is death all about, and what is life is all about? Yes, yes. In fact, and. In, in it's interesting because when I was older as an adult, my, for, although maybe as a child I, I, knew, I knew that death was not real. I, I, I have to say that as, as an adult, um, feeling, I feel, I don't necessarily see, but feeling spirits of people who had passed, either feeling people who are on the cusp of passing, feeling all of that stuff reaffirmed for me what I know to be true about the other side. So I took security from that. What about you? Was that something that was enhancing your, your journey in self-realization? I think that's, the, to me, that's what I, what's the message for me given to that? And to me, working with the hands-on with patients, 
um, I learned, I only speak for myself, learning to embrace that, embrace the death of death. And for me, I speak for myself, and I share this with the audience. Is the death is not bad because, you know, it's another uh, experience of life, of life, the flesh has experienced that. But we're spirits. We're connected. We're energy. So we travel. Yes. And perhaps that was part of my journey at that time to really, if I had questioned myself about death, question about my, myself um, physically, mentally, spiritually, for me I take that, that very, very into heart because it really has changed my life and through that. And so, you know, working with hospice, and I, you know, I volunteer, I, I do anything for hospice because it has awakened me, my spiritual also speaking. That's why I call it the waking of arcs because we go at different levels and levels of spiritual to master that. Well, it's interesting that you use that idea. Now, let me say, I, I don't mean to interrupt our train, and I will pull sure. it back. I, that's one thing I can do. But Bob called in a second ago, and I put him on the air, and then he disappeared again. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying, Bob. I'm trying. Um, you know, if, when you study the Kabbalah, it's interesting you use the concept of, of arcing, and because when you study the Kabbalah, um, you come to know that there, it's like there's a there's a belief that there's different levels. Yeah. Uh, there's different levels of spiritual awareness and spiritual awakening, and and you can um, and I'm not folks. I don't know about. Uh, I I have to presume it's the same Kabbalah that Madonna is studying, you know, and and it's the idea that as you move that spiritually you vibrate and move through different levels, and um, you know I, I have a great Jewish story about that someday that I may tell if we're talking again. But so when you say arcs, that really resonates with me because uh, in terms of the Kabbalah and the idea, because I would say that too um, that that. You move up through levels. You you grow once you've decided I'm not going, or either I'm not going to, or I can't. Right, true. I can't reject my spirituality, who I am, how spirit is moving in me. I can't reject my differentness. Did you ever try to reject your differentness, Micah? I know I did. I, uh, I did several times, and I think there's the um, I don't want to call it the the outcome of it. I don't call them consequences, mm -hmm. but the outcome of that is, for me, you get stuck in that in that moment and that experience, and there's challenges there, there's struggles, there's struggles, there until you begin to say, you surrender, say, okay, this is just me in the moment, experience that, uh, what is given to me to move to the higher level, and once you move yeah. to the higher level, for me, once you move to the level, to higher level, you turn back and it's like, wow, you know, the word is just. You can't even describe it because you are in that higher level now, and you, you just awaken yourself more and open. Yes, 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 and and that's true. It's true. I I know I've done various things until I I guess for me probably what I would how I would describe rather than challenge, I just surrendered. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just surrendered because I wasn't getting rid of this. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's sticking around. It's my destiny, you know. And so, you know, because I will sometimes talk with people, and I know there are some who can. They have fateful days when uh, I've been called on a couple of times to say to someone, you're coming up on your day when you can, um, you can say, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. And um, you need to make your decision real soon. I know it's an uncomfortable place to have these obligations. And it's interesting. Some say, okay, I don't, you know, and, um, you know, and that's cool. Um, but many of us don't have that choice. You know, we could be, we can lay out there and do the old Isaiah lamenting. You know, yeah. God, I'm mad at you. Get rid of this. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> But there's a reason, you know? child of mine, there's a reason for that. And you, you said it real clear. You, you, we can say, I don't want it, I don't want to experience it, and that's, that's a choice that we make, and that's fine. But I believe that it comes around somehow in our journey, and it's going to come back and say, in order to get to the high, that's what I call them, high arcs, but to get to that level, you've got to experience that. You've got to share those obligations, like you say, to other people that are need to get to that level also. You know, I left hospice as a minister years ago, and I worked for a long while and I need to make that change. But now, you know, I still work n not directly, indirectly with that, 
with people that I know, loved ones that are that are, have loved ones dying, and I just share those information, those tools, the coaching tools to maybe help them to deal with that process in their life journey with their families or perhaps with themselves. So, yeah, we can say I don't want we can be stubborn, but it's, we need to how somehow. We have a choice to say I don't want to experience it now, and that's fine. But in the life mm-hmm. journey, we got to experience that. Unfortunately, I've never had that. I don't want to experience now the moment. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I feel like I've been shortchanged here. You know, it's like the minute I decide I don't want to do this anymore, it's like my whole brain gets rewired. Like, oh, oh, we must have a little wire out of sync. Zap. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, I'm on, I'm on. You know, and just going back for a moment to the hospice, I, I. I am always amazed at the the interchange between the living and for me Micah I may, I may be using saying this incorrectly but for me when I've been around people who who are passing who have, they've really passed long before they've stopped breathing yeah. and before they've stopped talking and before they've stopped walking yeah. around even and and they're now they're just trying to struggle to get it to be okay with their family. That, with our, very key. The key word yeah. there is the struggling. We are ready to perhaps they're ready, and I experience the only speaks my experience is they're ready to make the re- they've made the transition already. They're struggling yes. with the flesh. Well, when I say flesh, is the loved ones. How are they going to cope with this? They're ready to make that transition. They've already made the transitions, but they're mm-hmm. still here in the moment. Because how is my loved one, how is my child going to react to this? Are my child's ready? So that, to me, the obligation or the gift is to kind of coach the family and say, this is your obligation, you've got to let it go. Yes, because when, once they've, the, the soul has moved, has truly passed, and is, is only just keeping the body alive, the soul is now no longer unconnected with all that are. And so, and, and part of what heightened six senses are is our ability to, uh, indiv- uh, to identify individually because we have stayed touch with our connection. And so I can feel what you're feeling or what Bob is feeling on occasion because of my connection with everything, my actual physical feeling connection. But when that soul has lifted itself over to the other side, the soul at that point knows exactly the pain its children are having, its daughters, its sons, its its husband, and 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 doesn't and can feel that pain, even though all is beautiful on the other side. They they don't want their children to feel those pains, and so they cling. And I've been there when the final person I was there when. Um, a little boy was brought in, and everyone kept saying, oh, no, we can't take Joseph in there. It's like, folks, she's waiting for Joseph. True. And when Joseph came and was there, she was ready to pass. And it it amazes me how the living decide who are valuable enough, who are, hold on, my, my guys are saying something to me, who are special enough to come to the bedside of a dying person. And that dying person's soul is determined to say goodbye to everyone. And I've seen people cling, cling until that final family member is brought in. And then, ah. And that's what we just mentioned earlier about the stubbornness about ourselves and flesh. It's because we don't want to experience that, letting go of the loved one. Well, we have a choice. You don't have to. But the loved one is struggling physically because, yes. you know, it gets complications because they're already on the other side, but they feel that the loved one cannot handle that. And yeah, so the surgeons and everybody else is in there doing all <laughs> sorts of stuff. It's like, <laughs> you know, they're operating like, on this poor body. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like you're just it's going amazing. back to... Going back to my my journey in vacation Please. to Rome and Egypt, you know, just and I'll share with you as you as you ask Excuse me, me, before we get to Rome and Egypt, uh, you have to tell us about the crosses, 
because I also want I know that you have a website where crosses can be purchased that you make, yeah. I believe. And I would like so tell us about the crosses, tell us about the website, and then we're going to talk some about some of the most recent events in your journey. But right now, let's do a MICA advertisement. So tell us <laughs> the about the part of your journey. Part of my journey time. to the waking I'm saying, the continual waking into my soul is and through my life journey and all these experiences that I had spiritually. What's, what's one of my, you call them obligations, I'm calling them gifts, but you know, whatever we interpret to me was, to do crosses and do just art. And not only my professionalism has been in education and human services, and, but I also do art. I'm an artist. And to give it to me, the tools given to me, that I will be doing crosses. Um, and, and I do carve those crosses. I do shadow boxes of crosses and, and, and et cetera. But the wood is made from dead trees. I cannot go to cut a tree. And I could walk in somewhere in the lake and I see a piece of tree there. And the vision is there, and I start doing and, and carving and doing the uh, the whole uh, process of that piece of art that is given to me. And I connect, and I ask, you know, my divine, I said, well, where God? What do you want me to message? And, and each, each each piece of art is a very unique. Um, so people ask me, can you make exactly a duplicate of that? I can't because the gift that is given, information is given to me, is just the message that the piece of art is there. So that's what I, then later on I created Micah's Creations because um, besides my artwork, I do also life coaching in, in physically, mentally, spiritually. But I do workshops and people, you know, people that are, again, uh, in that life um, situations challenging and for giving those tools for them uh, just makes them move to that higher level they need to move on. We, we okay, now. Start... Go, ahead, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was I'm just going to say... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> when we don't see each other, it makes it just a little bit difficult. Uh, traditional radio folks, we would be eyeball to eyeball, and there yeah. would be minimal interruption, although some, uh, because people in my chair always think they, they want to move to a different direction. But uh, I, I want to uh, first get the website for Micah's Creations, and then I want to ask you a question about whether you put any little images of Christ on your cross. But let's start first with the website. The website is right now in construction, but it's micahscreations.com. Um, okay. And let me go back to the, the, the symbolic part of it. The, the image that was given to me, the, the message was I, I cannot, and the piece of the cross is just a cross. It's pure wood. There's no images of Christ there. That was the image, that was, that was the message that was given to me. And I realized right there, because I believe, and the message was that um, Christ was here in this, in this holy, holy planet, holy land, and he was put in the cross, he's no longer on the cross. So the message that was given to me, that I will not put any images of Christ being crucified in this cross, it's just a symbol, symbolic cross. And I tried before. You know, put some, and it just doesn't work. <laughs> so I guess the yeah. God is telling me, I gave you the message. Don't do <laughs> I know. So I don't do I, I tried before. People would ask me, do the image, and I, I just, it won't come out. It just won't. Nothing comes out. And because so Christ I have is to. Love. Yeah. So I said, I have to respect that, the message. It's an action, it's a verb. You yeah. know, Christ is a verb, and, uh, you know, and so you don't want to. Hook it down because it's action. Yeah. It's vital. That's that's lovely. Now, Micah, against this backdrop of, if I may say, a very enlightened uh, human being with gifts, as you say, as I say, obligations, is going through life, is 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 reaching out, is sharing. What more could possibly be added to this experience? For me. Um, yes, for you. The experiences of, of, of going to, uh, going back to the, I just can't let go, I guess, this experience of going to Rome and Egypt. This um, is where we are. We're ready to start talking about yeah. Rome and Egypt. You don't need to let go, believe me. That's where we were headed. <laughs> <laughs> That's like where that. we were headed. Because many people, Micah, would think, they're, you know, okay, I've got it. And, and let me tell you, I think both you and I know, and Bob knows too. I wish he would call in again. Uh, yeah. You were in the middle of saying something, so I didn't say hi, Bob. And then before, I, and then suddenly, when I was ready to do hi, Bob, he, he was gone. But um, <laughs> he was like, ah, his phone. But but the reality is, it, it's 
it's once again the the arcs for me when i talk about the i i talk about the arcs in two different ways i may talk yeah. about like the lost ark like indiana jones because yeah. i do believe there are seven of those and so it's almost but the arcing that I think I love your word because it's arcing. That's what we're doing in an electronical energy sense. We are arcing up and moving up higher. So that that's just a lovely word. And so everyone keeps, we keep arcing, but something happened to you recently that was huge arc, almost like being hit by a bolt of lightning. Is that fair to say? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we talked about not experiencing, not saying, I don't want to experience this, but the yes, divine yes. energy saying, no, you've yeah. got you to move, you got to pass to that level, and you just That's don't right. want to. And I don't want it. And I, at the moment, I don't want it. And, and right mm-hmm. now, sometimes it's that I'll say to myself, I don't want it because I think there's something there in my spirit that there's something more, more, like I say, to share with you is once you move to that level, you know there's going to be more. And more. There is. And so we'll keep going. You keep going, and you just do not know. You know, it's it's all good, and there could be challenges through that because people will not in, understand, comprehend what are you talking okay. about, what are you sharing, and it's because I realize because we're in that higher level. They're just getting there. Perhaps they get there. Perhaps they don't get there. I do not know how to just where I'm, I'm aware about myself getting to that to those levels. I respect how open you are about who you are, too, Micah. We still haven't talked about Rome and, and Egypt, and I'm not going to let you get away from that. I, know <laughs> that. I think that's an important part of the journey today. I, I, the journey, but, was, let me just it was, go ahead and ask me. No, tell us, and then we'll keep talking. It just, uh, Rome is a beautiful place. I think it's um, another place to experience the spiritual awakening and the arcs, what I call it. But what did you see there that no one else saw over uh, the over St. Peter's Basilica? Oh my God! It was in the evening. We're at the top of the you know the mountain, the Hilton, and we met some wonderful people there. And we're just having a conversation. It was a very spiritual conversation, sharing about my experience with hospice and everything. And I think that rattled a lot of the uh, divine, the spirit. And when I was looking at the outside, you know, beautiful view at night at Rome, I saw this beautiful light. But I was getting very clear that light was the start of this. So I, I mentioned to the to our, my friends, and I said, "Do y'all see that beautiful bright light at the start of Davis?" And they look, "What? Are you what? Are you drinking?" I wasn't drinking. This is a beautiful, beautiful, uh, symbolic experience that I, I experienced was the start of Davis. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, okay, it's gonna go away. Just something that maybe for, and I realized like that it was probably something for me spiritually to start developing and growing higher to that level. And so the, the next following day, I, it appeared again, and I said, "This is. Yes. I know it's not. It's not the drink. It's nothing that I am consuming that I could Im, imagine yes. that." Then we left to. So I already. Ex, I was accepting already that there was something awakening coming. in my soul coming. And before we get to Egypt, let me uh, t- say to you that since you and I spoke on Monday, I've had some time to. To just think about the revelation of the Star of David, and and I find it interesting that when spirit when huge spiritual events are occurring, um, it's not uncommon for people to refer to those events as being preceded by a very bright star. Yeah. Um, and and uh, certainly, you know, the star of David is what we all depict when we put our star above our manger at Christmas time. True. You know, it, it's it's a symbol from God that something gigantic is happening. And my friends, for those of you out there, uh, what Micah's experience is is certainly an experience of a very, very heightened successor. But each and every one of you, if you stay in the moment and you look around, will find signals. If if you pay attention to the deja vu moments, to the synchronicity moments, you will begin to realize that you are getting communications as meaningful to you as this seeing of the Star of David. Now, when you saw that, Micah, did you think that you were going to have a spiritual event, or did you think that was the spiritual event? No, I think it, it, 
I felt that I was something very spiritual was going to uh, awakening uh, to mm-hmm. a higher level. I felt it then. I felt it really strong within within my heart and the entire soul. I mean, I only speak what I experienced at the moment, but I was not really sure what's it going to be in Rome, where, how, mm-hmm. and what's going to happen, the result, what is the outcome. I now realize perhaps the outcome ex- experiencing that, um, this is what I experienced in the outcome during the um, process experience in that spiritual, awake, spiritual awakening. There was an outcome yes. and events from that, that, you know, it's going from Rome to Egypt. Something was coming. And, something was coming. and what, yeah, something was coming and it was an arcing moment. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay, and so what happened next? So now we, we uh, got to Rome, left Rome and went to Egypt. Uh, Egypt is a very unique place, um, wonderful people. You know, Egypt, for those that have um, not been there, you could experience that things like 10% Christians and Muslims, and they have the rest of the percentage. Wonderful people. The pyramids are wonderful, I think, uh, spiritual uh, awakening uh, for those that are questioning the spiritual being, or not, not questioning the spiritual being, but just they want to experience, wow. I can say the word wow because when you, we experience actually touching the stone. And I believe the energy were there, the pharaohs perhaps, or the energy of the gods that were there. Um, I don't see people with my friends will share with me. They probably would become a bit more mad. I don't, I'd interpret that as, as that energy. I'm interpreting mm-hmm. going back to the awakening of the, of the arcs. Um, yes. We reviewed, we had the city, and that evening, it was like third in the evening, um, I got really healed. Um, I was airborne. So the same day you went to the pyramids, you got ill in the end. After we, in the evening, we went to the apartment hotel, and it just, my body went through shock. It was fever 103, um, 36 hours pretty much of uh, dehydration. Finally, we got a doctor, wonderful physician, nothing compared to American medical services over there, so advanced in what we are. Um, You know, just the treatments that we had. But during that process, yeah. you know, I keep praying and praying. Something just told me, keep praying, praying, praying. And they're very spiritual people. I mean, they pray five times yeah. a day. Yes. And so during that process, I, you know, I just keep praying. And, and during that process, I was praying. I was hearing prayers and, and this is voices. And I was just going, okay, I'm really probably um, losing it here. But it wasn't that. I keep hearing music that it was out of this world. And I keep hearing my I share with my friends, it's like trumpets. Yes. And so I keep praying and praying and praying and then saying the Lord's prayer and keep praying and praying. Finally we got, you know, this you know, we got well and the treatment went wonderful and stuff. The third day when I was we recovering I experienced the same thing it was about two in the morning. Hearing this music, the trumpets and hearing this voice. But I can share with you Three years ago, I was one of my good friends. She was well-known in Texas as a um, Latino performer, music artist, I mean, well-known. She died. Um, and I think when she was dying, I was trying, I was praying with her and making that transition also. So that moment, going back to Egypt, the third day, I was we were recovering. And I hear this this beautiful voice singing, like a choir singing into to God. And I opened my eyes and I experienced that beautiful um, gift that she was holding my hand, and she was singing to God. And I believe that the song that I was interpreting was saying to God, let him live, let him live. Mm-hmm. And when I blinked my eyes, she disappeared. And it's just a wonderful gift for me to, even through that, the outcome of reaching to that arc, or the arc, was experiencing my illness. That was pretty much the doctor said one who would probably not survive the next day because we were very well uh, dehydrated. But experiencing that hurt to assure me that it was life and there was more for that. Um, it's really taught me more to awaken and live in, in the word we said earlier today was the present. Live in the moment. Appreciate it. Embrace one another with unconditional love. And I'm, and I'm open and receptive. But my mind, my brain has been very, um, very sore, I could say that, because I was experiencing mm-hmm. a lot of shock, a lot of electrical rewind probably mm-hmm. be why in my brain mm-hmm. to that arc, to that higher level spiritually. Yes. And so my life is uh, right now, it's kind of, you know, my, and I'm just trying to really get him back into what I was doing, but I 
probably been out differently. So I can't even describe the words that I could describe as my body's been. Probably like I was assured to people, shock, but recovering yeah. through that experience. Exactly. Well, listen, let me invite callers to call in at sure. 646-595-3584. Once again, 646-595-3584. If you like, would like to comment on Micah's journeys, find out more about his crosses, or, or just generally share your story, give us a call. We're anxious to hear what you have to say today. You know, Micah, I, um, I have to tell you that I, I can so appreciate what you're going through, and I can appreciate the idea about the moment. Sometimes the things that pull us back into the realization that now is all we have are very jarring, yeah. very jarring moments. Um, have you had any tests, uh, anything trying to pull you back into the past uh, since this has happened or into the future and when you wanted to just stay now since uh, you've gotten back from Egypt? I think the experience that I, right now that I'm doing is, is stay in the moment. Um, try to get, you know, questions, events, go back, but it just doesn't go back. <laughs> it's like you're not supposed to go back. Um, and just living in, in, in the present, in the moment. Um, I think to my experience is like I perhaps this is beginning to more accepting myself. It's like part of me have died and the grief has passed pretty much. And now this is, this is who I am now in this experience of that spiritual level. I don't know if the audience could, you know, make sense to the audience, but I'm sure some of them experience at some level what I've experienced or maybe different. And it's just I the moment. Right. The moment is for me, I shared with you earlier that my sister and I was, were not speaking in terms of five years. We don't know why she remarried for the third time. And, you know, my, my, my brother-in-law is very conservative. And, and so I don't know what happened there. And maybe I don't supposed to have the answers. But so after they know what happened in Egypt and all this stuff, the family went to visit the family. We had a wonderful time. We had dinner all together. I mean, I come from six siblings, big family. And so, yes. you know, she just embraced and gave me a hug. And she said, I don't know what happened, brother. And I said, sis. Don't worry about the past. Just live in the moment. And that's what, I share with her. that's what I share with people in the audience right now. Live in the moment. Let go or try to let go of the, what I would say, the baggage, what we carried in, like, in that backpack. It's getting heavier and heavier. You know, try to find out what's in the backpack. Let it go. You know, I would say the wear and tear of our own. Don't unpack it. Don't unpack it. <laughs> I, you know, you know, I can't believe people who lovingly take out all of the garbage <laughs> that they're carrying in their backpack, all of the stuff that's so ugly, and they look at it affectionately. And then not only do they want to look at it, folks, it's they want dead. To it. It's dead. Yeah. And what I mean by yeah. that is just it's dead. dead. They want to talk it. about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to leave it alone. Yeah, because yeah. you have to be in the moment because that those those lessons of the inside the backpack taught you something. Why you want to go back and learn it again? Either you learn it or you don't. I always say this in workshops: either you do it or you don't. There is no mm-hmm. trying in life. Either you do right. it or you don't. You dive into that experience of the outcome. You can call it consequences, or I call them outcomes. Whatever that is, learn from them. Let it, let that experience move you to whatever level it's going to move you. Because it'll move you to our level. It can't move you back unless you choose to stay there in that situation for whatever time you want to. Exactly. Be. If you want to be like the dinosaurs at the La Brea Tar Pits, <laughs> you know, embedded in the past, and we're all, we all know those people. I had dinner on Friday night with uh, someone who was uh, talking to me about how she had gone to uh, some sort of spiritual event, and I, I'm not going to use the name because I got a suspicion it was like really a movement. And certainly I don't judge any movement. And folks, whatever it takes for you to get forward and believe that you are valuable to God just as you are, or as uh, the Dalai Lama says, you know, uh-huh. you write the script for your life and you're not the same. You will never be the same as you were. I mean, each second the script is changing based on all that's going on. But this woman was describing this event and how people would stand up, and, and she had it down to a science. She was an older woman, and she decided the program wasn't for her. But, uh, you know, she, she said how, uh, 
you know, people were either lamenting. She says, here were mature adults standing up at a microphone saying, I've never reached my parents' expectations of me. And it's like, my gosh, who cares at this point? You're, you're who you're supposed to be, you know? Right. And she said, and they just were so lovingly unpacking their bag of crap. Excuse yeah. me for my vulgarity. Uh, the, the truth. Let it go. Yeah, Why? Uh, I would say the yeah. way, I would say this: the wear and tear of our digestive system is because we had coughed it and stored it there. See, our bodies were created to process emotions, not to store emotions. When we store mm-hmm. emotions, which limit us to be prosperity, to be prosperous, and so the prosperity is limited to us because the wear and tear. How those, those emotions come in, it's a winter in our bodies and emotionally, they get stuck. The body was created mm-hmm. to process those emotions, to feel it and just let it go. But what we do is we block those emotions, those feelings, those experiences, those challenges in our body and causes what? Chronic pain. Yes. And limit us to have a prosperous life. Yeah. Because we all process. I believe only my experience, and I share this with the audience, is I think my God created me to be processed in my life. Because <laughs> he wants us to be what? And in good health. And it's up to me to experience, to share my physical, to get fit, to work out, to walk, do something psychological mentally. It's not to have <laughs> those emotions or the experiences and let them lock in my body and cause me perhaps chronic pain in the long run. Yes. Yes, Exactly. Exactly, and yet we hang on. I'm sorry, I'm having a bit of an asthma attack. A lot. Excuse me, just a minute. <coughs> that we, um, I don't know what went by. I've been having allergies the last couple of days, so I guess this was my payoff. I apologize um, to you and to our listeners. But, yeah, I think that we do hold on to stuff, and uh, we get back pain. We hold on to pain. We have heartache, huge heartache. You know, there are times, uh, one of my obligations is that when I touch people, kind of like that guy in that television show, I don't see their future or their past, but I feel their pain. And so uh, I will feel their pain. And so many people carry such a heaviness in their chest and in their shoulders and in their necks. And uh, it's it's about stuff that's done. It's about self degradation. I mean, the reality is, folks, we need to love ourselves just as we are, knowing that we have would not everything we've experienced, everything. Yeah, that's very true. And I think we know, for me, I could speak for my, my own self as like as a child was being a sexual abuse coming from a very challenging family. My dad was an alcoholic and a womanizer and et cetera. I could have said, I know myself what the, what the, the source is coming from, but as an adult, I had to find myself the happiness and letting go of that is those experiences, those things, you know. So going through therapy, going through counseling, how self. So I always tell people, you know, what have you done different? Exactly. Micah, this has been a charming, charming Oh, thank you so much for thank inviting me. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're running out of time. Is there one final message you would like to leave for our listeners? Just live in the moment. Live in the moment. Yes. Beautiful. My friends, let's remember that each and every one of you are enough. That this moment is exactly the way it's meant to be. And you are exactly the right person to be in the moment. doesn't matter anything that's happened in the past. What matters is that you know the person you are now is enough. My friends, you are each and every one of you uniquely created. You are divinely inspired. And you are enough. As you go about this week, may you know the joy of arcing such as Micah has described today and know that everyone, everyone communicates with God. Live in the moment, treasure the messages God gives you. Namaste until next week. I don't know where Bob is. So for Bob, 
I say, may love enfold you. And for myself, I say, have a peaceful journey this week as you move forward. Namaste, my friends. Namaste. Thank you, Micah. Thank you for coming, Micah. The uh, show is actually off the air, although we are still Thank broadcasting. You. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you doing this. And uh, hopefully you'll be on our show again. And I hope our listeners remember to go to Micah's Creations. Thank Take you care. so much. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.